everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Teardown. My name is Jeff Gluck. I'm along with Jordan Bianchi. I am here at Auto Club Speedway in Chile, California. After a very sunny week, it suddenly turned chilly today. But we got the race in, so that's really what counts. I uh, got the whole thing in after it looked like a rainy forecast and everybody was freaking out around here. But uh, it all turned out just fine. I'm overlooking the front stretch right now uh, on a pretty much empty, quiet track. And Jordan, you are uh, coming to me from Charlotte, North Carolina, I believe. How are you doing, Jordan? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I'm actually uh, I'm excited. I was excited by what I saw today, and I like how the season is shaping up in terms of, you know, I think we've had some storylines pop up that we didn't expect. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited to talk about this today. I'm shocked. I'm shocked at the storylines. And, you know, we, we always think, uh, you know, like we're, we're like the experts, right? You know, we follow the sport very <laughs> <You say> closely. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I consider yeah. myself pretty knowledgeable about this. And yeah. I am like blown away by the fact that the Toyotas are like not really that much on the radar. Now, you'll look at today's finish and say, oh, well, you know, Kyle Busch finished second. So uh, they were right there. But no, I mean, he was like eight seconds behind. Um, and you know, that second place masked a finish of, he said he was going to be a sixth or seventh place car. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. was maybe the best Toyota, but he wasn't going to beat the powerhouse Alex Bowman. Like what? Uh, Hendrick Motorsports powerhouse now all of a sudden. I mean, boy, this, this, the whole, uh, storyline of this NASCAR world is flip-flopped, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Is Hendrick Motorsports, is Chevrolet back or is that just too easy of a narrative? No, they are. They are. I mean, they you have are. To, You're going to go with it. Okay. Yeah, they absolutely are. Look at, I mean, they went out and spanked everybody today. And, and, you know, this is a track where if Toyota hadn't won or Penske hadn't won, um, those teams were always good. And, and, you know, yeah, Blaney was there today. He was probably the second best car, but dang, I mean, Alex Bowman, Hendrick Motorsport, Chevrolet going out there. Jimmy Johnson looked good too. Um, you know, it just it, Kurt Busch in another Chevrolet looked good. I mean, it's just uh, the Chevrolets made a big time gain, and this is this is going to be the next storyline to watch here because now as as the narrative has shifted, how are teams going to respond? I tell you what, I can tell you already after this race, Jordan, Toyota drivers starting to gripe a little bit, starting to mention yeah. it. You know, yeah. Um, I mean. They, yeah, they were ahead. saying it. I think going into this weekend, they were kind of saying it a little bit. Like they yep. were acknowledging it. Like, hey, we don't have the speed over. You know, we need a long green flag run, and you know that kind of thing. I just here's my thing, I, and I said this last week, and I'll say this again. There was times last year when Hendrick and Chevrolet looked really good. I specifically remember when Alex Bowman won his first career race at Chicagoland. The Hendrick cars were speedy. They looked much better than the Toyotas, and I wrote about it for the Athletic, and I said, you know, Hendrick is back. They're ready. They they had an all you know rough start to the season, but they figured it out, and that wasn't the case. And so I just I need more. I need to see more before I'm ready to go all in and say they're back. I think it's really promising and encouraging, and it, it especially accompanied with the fact that it seems like Toyota you know is kind of getting a little antsy. But I just I, I just need to see more over a longer period of time before I'm ready to declare them back. Well, I think that, you know, there could be a shift in that Toyota's not going to be down the whole season, right? So they're they're going to be able to make their gains. And then Ford is pretty much, I think Ford's pretty much stayed consistent, although I'm kind of puzzled at where Kevin Harvick is. You know, he's like scraping by for top tens. Uh, they had to throw everything at the car this weekend to qualify fifth. And, you know, they, they seem to be a little bit 
off where they are. So I think I think the real overarching narrative of the story of the season so far, which is a very interesting story, is that there's a lot of parody and there's no true like one dominant team or car. And that's very interesting coming off a year where um, JGR won 19 out of 36 races. That's extremely uh, compelling, I think. And, it, and I think it provides a lot of hope. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to go to the track every week, potentially at least for the first part of the season and go, I don't know who's going to win. You know, is this going to be a Chevrolet weekend or the Toyota's going to step up? Um, you know, I have no idea now. So I think that's great. I think that's very good for NASCAR and something that NASCAR needed. I agree. I think it's it's great to have this parity. It's good to have uh, multiple organizations win races, multiple manufacturers win races. It's good to see young drivers break out. Alex Bowman, you know, almost won last week and, and breaks through and gets the win today. And really, what is a I think is a statement win for him. If you look at the fact that he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, you know, is he going to resign with Hendrick? Is Hendrick able to resign him? And I think Ryan Blaney coming out and having the start to the year that he's had, where he honestly. He could have gone three for three, and you know, to start the year, and it just he kind of missed it just a little bit for various reasons. So, we do have some guys up there that we're not accustomed to seeing. And then, you know what? You know who else is up in the standings? Jimmy Johnson, by the way. Yeah. Well, I think let's let's talk about what we know for sure. Sort of after three weeks, obviously, you have to throw away the Daytona 500 because we all know that's that's not a downforce track. So, we're just looking so far at the small sample size of Vegas and Fontana. And the common theme there is that Ryan Blaney has been fast. Um, like, like you just mentioned, um, Blaney could have won last week, uh, had the caution not come out and they had, you know, to make that decision. And he was probably the second best car today. We also know Alex Bowman, um, by the same token, had a, a top two car both weeks. He was clearly the best car all weekend here. And, you know, maybe the second fastest car, if not the fastest last week. Um, so then, you know, beyond that, I think you could say Jimmy's improved. Um, the Toyotas are a little bit off, you know, I, what, what else do we know? I think Martin Truex Jr. is doing really well. I mean, the fact that we're talking about Toyota struggling and everything. Yeah. Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones haven't had a lot of consistent speed. Martin Truex Jr. was really fast at Las Vegas, got, had an issue, got in the wall that ruined his day. He was good today. I mean, he was running top three, top four until he had his issue on pit road. He doesn't have that issue. He probably is in the mix, you know, finishing second, third, somewhere in there. So I think he's really good. So I think the three guys that jump out at me are the two you mentioned, Orchard Bowman and Blaney. And I think I would throw Truex in there just because they have had speed and they are performing. They're just not getting the finishes that correspond with that. Right. You're absolutely right. And um, Bob Pockers and I were able to talk to Truex after the race um, as he was leaving pit road, obviously he was extremely frustrated, but you know, he said, look, we, we absolutely should have finished second today. We should have been a second place car. We've had top three cars, you know, the last couple of weeks and completely laid an egg and thrown it away. So he's really frustrated about that. He's also frustrated at his teammates. Um, he was not happy with Denny Hamlin. He was not happy with Eric Jones that he didn't have a problem with Kyle Busch though. Um, I guess, and That's I asked yeah, well, there you go. Uh, I asked Eric Jones why, um, you know, why the problem with Truex, and he said he had no idea. He said Truex like was waving his hand out the window at him after he passed him, and, and he was like, "What did I do?" But um, I think Truex is upset about something that a lot of these guys seem to be. I mean, Kyle Busch said after the race, "Well, I'm mad at eight people," you know, because these these restarts, um, they're all flat out. They're all going the exact same speed for about five or six laps around this track, and so when they're all going flat out. You know, it's all a momentum-based thing. They're all super close. They're all super tight. 
and they're all running all over each other and they can go to the back to the front really easily. They can take advantage of each other. So, you know, Eric Jones was saying, look, you're, you just got to keep your cool because, um, I've, I was mad at people today, but that's just, you can't let one person go because then 10 people are going to pass you. And I think that's absolutely the case on these restarts. They're, they're insane. They, they are insane, especially Fontana where you can pass, you know, four or five cars and going into a corner because it's so wide. And I think Martin Truex Jr. And, I'm, and probably getting too deep into his psyche a little bit, you know, he doesn't have Cole Pern this year. And this is his opportunity to prove to people that, hey, this team, I, I'm we're more than just Cole Pern. You know, I'm a, I'm a great driver who can win with any crew chief. And he wants to go out there and do that. He's had two weeks in a row where he's had an opportunity and it hasn't worked out. That that has to be eating at him a little bit of frustration of, hey, we're not maximizing these opportunities. How long are these opportunities going to be around for? Yeah, I think it's more of just like he wants to, uh, you know, he wants to, to finish where they're running at least, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they deserve credit for being the best Toyota team and being the best, you know, how well they're running. You know, he's – look, he had to start in the back. He wasn't even allowed to qualify. And he wants to, you know, he heard people say, well, they're, you know, they're not going to have a very good day, not going to do anything. And then he goes out and he's about to run second. Um, and then they don't get to finish a show for it. I mean, he ends up uh, 14th. So what, meanwhile, all the other three JGR cars, despite their struggles, I mean, they were all ended up in the top 10. But I'm telling you, though, they, you know, they're, they're not happy with where they at. I mean, they're talking about they missed it. They they're off. You know, they, they're just, uh, they need time in the wind tunnel and, and it's going to take a little bit of time for them to, uh, for them to catch up. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this season develops, especially because next week you're going to a place where, you know, say like, for instance, the, the 88 car wasn't good at all, um, last fall and yeah. you know, they were out to lunch now, you know, will they be able to be better? Will they be able to unload faster with the short track package? You know, is JGR off at the short tracks too? I mean, this is just such an unexpected development. I, I can't get over how we're talking about JGR struggling after nothing changed in the rules package except that one manufacturer got a better body. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting next week to look ahead a little bit. Is it, It's too early to say that this is going to be a definitive race, but look back to last year. I know it's a different rules package and everything. Kyle Busch dominated in the spring. Denny Hamlin dominated in the fall, and Joe Gibbs Racing swept. Most of their cars finished near the front of the field. They finished in the top five or thereabouts. If they go to Phoenix next week and it's not like that, then the alarm bells are really going to be going off. The sirens are going to be blaring, and then there's going to be a lot of finger pointing and questions being asked of what's going on. So next week's a big race for those guys. It really is. I, I think the alarm bells are already going off, though. I mean, I agree with you. But I think, you know, they're, they're, they don't know where they're missing it, but they're going to have to go to work big time right now. I mean, there's, there, I think there's a lot of frustration just as, you know, I, I talked to Kyle Busch on, on uh, Friday and I'm like, so, you know, you guys were obviously off at Vegas and, you know, what's going to happen here at Fontana kind of thing. And he's like, well, you know, Vegas isn't really a great track for us, but Fontana, we always run well. So we'll probably go out here and do what we always do. And I expect to be in contention for the win. And then after the race, he's saying, I never even saw Alex Bowman all day. You know, I don't know what he had, but he ends up finishing a second because of Blaney's tire problem. But, um, I mean, they weren't even close. They weren't even in the ballpark. So I'm telling you they're they are, they've got to be scratching their heads at this point. Yeah, I get that. But then again, Cowboys finished second. Martin Trix Jr. had a really fast car. Denny Hamlin had a good car. He hit the wall late. Eric Jones finished 10th. So it's like, yeah, they're off, but it's like, they're not off much. I mean, I know it, for them, it, it feels like, you know, we're in trouble and, and you know, the, everything is collapsing, but 
it's really not that bad. I mean, they're not that far off. It doesn't look like to me. I don't know. I I, I just have to disagree with you. Um, you know, I just think, you know, because I'm I'm sitting here looking at the pylon, and yeah, there's some Chevys ahead of them, but it's not like every Chevy's ahead of them. Um, you know, I I just don't know how you explain some of the. You know, like like Eric Jones, he was saying, you know, he was probably going to be a 15th place car and he was able to come up to 10th at the end. But um, I don't know, man, it's I, I guess we'll just have to see what happens at Phoenix. But I'm, I'm really curious, like you are this this season has, has definitely taken an interesting turn um, from last year. So that's that's really super compelling. Um, let's talk about Jimmy Johnson for a minute, though. Just, uh, you know, the Jimmy factor, I think he really got people excited today. I mean, it was very interesting to me to see the fans. I mean, obviously it's his home track, but um, I mean, this was really this weekend had like a lot of Jimmy themes and, you know, his, his mentor was here and his family was waving the green flag and, you know, his last time here after this was his first win and, and last time in Southern California racing. Um, and, you know, I think he's, he's really running well. I mean, he's really running competitively. He was leading some laps. I don't think he quite had the car to do it, he said, you know, their last run today, that was his worst run of the day. So he probably should have had a top five, but he's, he's going to be relevant this season. I think that's really important to note. Yeah. And I don't think he was relevant last year, really in the grand scheme of things. He didn't win a no. race really wasn't competitive at times. And today it was, you know, at times it seemed like Bowman, Blaney and Johnson were almost kind of inseparable for a while and they were just running together. He was very much with those guys for a good stretch. And that last run didn't do him any favors, but you have to be encouraged if you're Jimmy Johnson, that 48 team and Cliff Daniels and what you're doing and what your teammates able to do. And you have to feel enthused that, you know what, we keep hammering away at this. We're going to, we're going to get one of these. We're going to get a couple of these maybe. So it, it looks like Jimmy Johnson's final season is going to be one where he's going to be again, use that word relevant and in the discussion and competitive. And, you know, I think he's going to win a race or maybe two races who knows. And that that's, that's really what the goal is this year is for him to, to go out on a high note. And it certainly seems like that's very much a doable, realistic goal. Well, look, everybody already wanted to replace all these free agents wanted to replace Jimmy in the 48 car anyway. Right. But now it becomes like a much more, even um, more attractive, uh, you know, offer to try to go there because, and it kind of gives Hendrick even more leverage because Mm -hmm. if, if Hendrick ends up running well this year and they're winning some races, and I think Jimmy's going to win a race or two at this point, um, the way they're looking, I mean, maybe, maybe we're, you know, maybe we'll get past Atlanta and Homestead and, and Hendrick will have fallen off and we'll be like, what idiots we were talking about this. But I really think Just, that they're I I think they're they're here to stick around for a while. So um it's it's early, but I think that this is a very promising thing on so many levels for Hendrick. They're gonna be able to get a, a really good driver to replace him and there's gonna be people fighting over it, uh, even more than we thought. I agree. I, I, mean, I think it's encouraging. And like I said, I just I go back to last year a couple times where it looked like they've turned the corner and it was going to be big things were ahead and it just didn't materialize. But the, the signs are there. It, it's they're getting the win. You know, Bowman today, Joe Johnson running well. They probably should have had another win last week. So, you know, that that's that's this is the start to the season that you needed, because if you go if you come out of the gate slow and the speed isn't there and you're not having success, then it's just going to be more questions of what's going on. Is it the car? Is it the organization? You know, everything changed. This was supposed to be new and improved. Why isn't this better? So this does help, you know, ease the fears a little bit and, and gives you some momentum into, you know, the early part of the season. All right. So you podcast listeners, write this down, mark this down, because 
Jordan is pumping the brakes just a little bit. He's using the caution here. He's not <laughs> ready to declare Hendrick back, and he's also not ready to declare Toyota as being that far off. Meanwhile, I'm jumping to conclusions all over the place saying, whoa, <laughs> Hendrick time and Chevy and all this stuff and, and pressing the panic button already about Toyota. So um, I don't know if it's going to be Team Jordan or hashtag Team Jeff by the end of this um, by the by the end of the spring here, but I don't know. Right? I mean, a lot changes, but I'm telling you right now, I I'm very curious to see what all happens. Um, meanwhile, Jordan, you also won the was it a good race poll from last week? Um, it was much higher than we anticipated. We did an over under from Las Vegas, and uh, I don't count the uh, the oh we didn't even do one for the Clash, and we didn't do one for the Daytona 500. So you're up one to zero. So I will let you go first to decide whether this was a good race. Um, what's your prediction going to be? Popular winner, guy not who doesn't win a lot of races, so people like to see that. I thought the racing was actually really good. I know the cars got strung out you know, towards the end of you know, the green flag runs and everything, but I, I thought the racing was actually really good and competitive. You had a, different guys in the mix. Um, I would say 79%. 79. That's interesting. I have to kind of talk this through because, you know, it was a different winner. So you didn't have like a, a Kyle Busch or Truex or somebody that wins, you know, all the time last year. So that, that, that is one consideration, but, uh, ultimately the, the guy wins by eight seconds. Um, I think the only caution of the day, if I'm not wrong, was for that Boyer caution. We can talk about that in a second, which I thought was kind of odd and bogus, but I mean, this really was a race where the highlights were on the restarts and the few laps after the restarts. So, you know, if, if it had had one more caution, I mean, people would have loved this race because you would have had a great restart toward the finish. But as it turns out, Bowman just kind of runs away with it during most of the uh, third stage. So I think that's going to hurt a little bit. Um, I think people are going to be like, oh, it's boring and, and overlook the restarts. I like the restarts a lot. I, I like this race. I just think it, that it could use a little bit more, uh, like maybe one or two more cautions. So I think I'm going to go more toward like the 75% um, and mm. you can say 79 and we will see where we land on that. What do you think? Yeah, that's a, that, that's a fair number. I, and I get what you're saying about the cautions. I, I thought the racing was still good and competitive. I thought guys were able to come up and, and make passes. Um, I liked what I saw today. And I'm, I think the racing this year has been excellent. I think last week at Vegas was phenomenal, especially for that track. Daytona was good. I'm, I'm really encouraged with what I'm seeing this year. And I, I have a question for you, Jeff, and I'm wondering about this. Yeah. Have your thoughts on the package changed at all? What you're seeing the last couple of weeks and kind of, you know, and we're kind of a year removed from this big change or have you come to accept that this is what it is and you're okay with what you're seeing now? I think I've come to accept it because I don't think it's changing, but I still don't love the idea. Um, I think I enjoy the racing in spite of knowing what the package is in some cases. Like, you know, like for instance, I think that today, um, with this race was probably the best I've seen these restarts. I mean, yeah, you could say, Oh, Kansas or Chicago or Kentucky, um, Vegas, there's been some great restarts at times. Right. And, and crazy and every time, but for whatever reason, like, I think maybe cause the cooler temperatures too, it really, really worked today where they, like I said, they were, you know, five, six laps off the restarts and they were flat out, everybody wide open. And, you know, you had guys all over the place, three wide for the lead, and then they'd fall back and go three wide again on the same lap. And, you know, one guy would lead and the other guy would lose his momentum and come back. And th that was really compelling to watch. Now, when you step back and think about it, you're like, man, it's because they're down on horsepower 
and they're not really being able to, to you know, drive like they want to drive. And um, Eric Jones said, look, it might be fun to watch on TV, but these restarts kind of suck, basically. Um, you know, he was just saying it's not it's not too fun inside the car because it's just managing your risk and trying to find the right lane and, and just being wide open. So I get that that part. So I, I don't know if my feelings will ever change um, regarding that, but I do think it's been interesting and compelling. So, um, you know, thumbs up, thumbs up for that part. Uh, I, I would like to ask you about that caution though, real quick. And, um, we don't need to spend too much time on it, but in, in, you know, I, I talk out of one side of my mouth saying, Oh, this race needed more cautions. On the other side, I say, I don't think this should have been a caution. I do want there to be legitimate cautions though. This one, Clint Boyer blows a tire. Um, I was confused as to what he did never hit the wall and he didn't spin out. And yet they called a caution. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, I saw on television that the, the the left front tire was was ripped. It was throwing debris on the racetrack. At that point, because of where he was and the amount of debris that was coming on the racetrack, I don't have an issue with it. I'm okay with that. Um, I have a question about the Kyle Larson non-call. That, to me, looked like a pretty good wallop into the wall. Um, is that worth a caution? That was, you know, I don't know. I mean, if he's moving and the car's fine, there's no debris in the track, okay. Um, but it just seems what, you know, what constitutes a caution seems like to be something we're kind of talking about through the early part of the season. Yeah. That's the storyline they need to stay away from for sure. But at the same time, if you don't have that caution, this is a caution free race except for the stages. So, um, no wrecks today. Um, even on those crazy restarts, no wrecks kind of weird. Nope. Just angry tempers. (laughs) Mark Truex Jr. Especially. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, anything else, Jordan, that you want to touch on about this race? No, that was good. That was great. It was nice to see Jimmy Johnson. His wife seemed to really enjoy the the festivities before the race. And I like, we kind of discussed, I'm excited to see where this leads, you know, what's going to happen with Hendrick, what's going to happen with Toyota and how's this going to play out over the course of the spring? Well, Jordan, uh, obviously we both write for the athletics. So, um, I can tell you about a couple things since we last talked, went and visited Mark Martin, uh, this week out in the desert in Palm Springs. Really tough life, I know. Uh, awesome and, story, by the way. Just awesome story. Thank you. you if you haven't thank read you. it, you need to check it out. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so that that is up on there, and uh, that caught up with him, see what he's up to. Um, guess what? Guess who 12 Questions is this week, Jordan? Who's that? Alex Bowman. Yay! How about that? Everybody's going to be wanting to doing 12 Questions with you now. No, nah, I don't think so, because this was actually recorded in Vegas, so it, it just oh, happened oh. to fall... To, to fall in line, but, uh, I'll take it though. I mean, it looks like yeah. we, it looks like we have good timing. So it Maybe was actually Bowman's lucky charm. You do the interview in Vegas. He almost wins the race there. Comes to California, wins the race. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think many people think I'm, I'm too lucky for them, Jordan there. So, um, I'm trying, I'm really okay. trying. Okay. Um, meanwhile, uh, I, I am told now we, we've had several, uh, confusion about this, but you know, the, the offer, the, our Daytona offer. Yes. I got an answer because our, our editor, Allison, is actually here with me at Fontana this week. So I asked. She says the uh, the code for the 40% off, it expires March 2nd, which is, I believe, Monday. So if you're not listening to this tonight, you're listening tomorrow, you haven't subscribed to The Athletic yet, I'm sure there'll be some code somewhere down the line, uh, maybe for the Indy 500 or something. But this is probably your last chance for a few months to grab the 40% off part of it. So... Uh, if you want it, the athletic every every sport that we have for two ninety nine a month, including motorsports, go to theathletic.com slash green flag and you can pick up this offer. I believe it's good through tomorrow. I, I hope it doesn't expire tomorrow, but 
you might want to jump on it when you're listening to this. If you're listening to this Tuesday, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're probably out of luck till next time. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't subscribe. You should still subscribe. There's a lot of great deals out there. Make it happen. Well, what's the full price? Like five bucks a month? I mean. Yeah, I think it's even less than that. Yeah. I mean, really. Uh, anyway. Well, uh, Phoenix is going to be interesting next week because, um, you know, it's the championship preview in some senses. So that'll be interesting. I'll love to talk to you about that after that race. Um, hopefully there'll be no rain threat for once. Uh, we've had three straight weeks with <laughs> rain threats or rain outs, stuff like that. So that that'll be nice to go to the desert and have some nice warm temperatures, hopefully. So uh, everybody, thanks for following along. And we will talk to you next time on The Teardown.